Rabbi Sai, a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshish Chayasara, Topshin Pegimel. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, where lots of Yidin are on their way or they're already in Hebron. It's a meaning that's started since the Six Day War and the capturing, recapturing of Hebron and the Yishuv that's in Hebron. And many, many Yidin go there. And I understand that today it's become like a mini Uman or maybe a bigger than Uman, I'm not sure. Thousands of people went to a Talmudim and our yeshiva that said that they had went early to put their tents up. And there's a lot of chesed. The most important thing, which we want to speak about in detail, is the Marsa Machpela, is the Makam, where the others, where the Arbazugas are, and especially beside the Adam and Chava, Adam, Avram and Sarah. Yitzchak and Rivka and Yaakov and Leah. And it's a Makam which is holy, such a holy place. Ah. And 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 when we think about Hebron, we have to remember what the Rabbeinu Bachya says. Hebron is a lushan of Chibur. It's the Chibur between the Shemayim and the Oretz. According to some forms, the Makam of the literally the Pesach HaShemayim. There's so many so many tefillahs that go through there. And not only the tefillahs that we daven, that we all daven throughout the centuries, but the others, Hakdoshim, are buried there and they daven with us. So it's a place where we, we recognize that uh, we're attached to it. And from there, we know that uh, we're going to see Yeshua's, Yeshua's. And we see that we need today, we see we need Yeshua's. This weekend here in Harnov is again the yard site. It's already the eighth yard site of the Kedoshe Harnov that were killed. The Kiddush Hashem and the Shul, the Bnei Torah Shul, Rabbi Ruben Shul here in Harnov. And it's still very, very much impressed in our in our frame of mind, not only for the people in Harnov, but especially for the uh, throughout the world, but the families of the Kedoshe that were killed of the Kiddush Hashem, many of them I knew and uh, were friends of ours, and then there were people that were saved, and I've mentioned it a few times, Nisim Vinaflo is the people that were saved, but uh, the uh, for the loss of the families, it's still a great loss, and if we needed reminders this week, it's very hard for me not to mention it, but they're very, very sad news here in Eretz Yisrael, I don't know if anyone hears the news, but I have to mention it, because there was another shechita that took place in a yeshuv called Ariel, where a Arab Chaya Ra went and stabbed three people to death. And for some reason, uh, this is what the Hashkocha Pratis wants. Beautiful, beautiful Yidin, 50-year-old, the 35-year-old, all parents, another one, his 40s. And it didn't make a difference what 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 type of Yidin or Yidin and Yiddish blood was spilt and we need to know that HaKadosh Baruch is speaking to us and uh, nothing is b'mikra, nothing is just happenstance, which type a, 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 a topic which we might speak about during the course of this podcast. And what does the Rebbe Hashem want? The Rebbe Hashem wants, for sure, everyone should make a cheshman and nefesh and realize that the, 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 the need for us to change ourselves, to make ourselves better, HaKadosh Baruch is 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 guiding us that we should go in the right way. But most importantly, our kaya 
Asking me what is a theme for this week's parsha? A theme from this week's parsha is is that one has to make sure to recognize the koyach of tefillah. And we start out with the the death of Sarah and the burial of Sarah, the buying of the Marisimach Pelev that Admavino bought. We go on to the second half of the parsha, which speaks about Eliezer being sent by Adam to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak, and that whole story. We've discussed that in previous years, the juxtaposition of these two elements, beginning with the with the kever and with the burial, and then with the simcha of the fact that the Shidduch was made, and that's really a lesson for Yidin. As we know, that there's two sides to the coin, and that no matter what, we always recognize that Kodesh Baruch is with us. He's with us when we have to bury, and he's with us when we go on in life, and we have simchas. And our fervent prayer is that there should be a lot of simchas for Klal Yisrael. So, um, I saw a Misa, which, you know, I, I remember myself hearing the Misa, but I saw it in the paper today, and I saw it more authentically stated, and the more makairis for this Misa. I remember going many years ago to visiting Hebron, and we were taken on a tour of Hebron, and one of the places we went to was the base Knesset of Avram Avinu. And the base Knesset of Avram Avinu, they say, is named after Avram Avinu. Why? Because of the story that took place. And I found out today that the story has a lot of Makairis. It probably goes back to the Talmudim of the Arizal. And at that point here in Eretz Yisrael, there weren't that many Yidin that were living in Hebron. Someone even said it could be there was a time period when there was a plague it was going on, and people had left Hebron to get away from the plague. And it was Erev Yom Kippur, and unfortunately there were only nine people that were left in the town, in the city of Hebron. And they went to Davin, and they asked the Kodesh Baruch they needed help to get a tenth man for the minion. And then, miraculously, all of a sudden, right before um, Kol Nidre, they already had Davin, they already had Davin Menchub Yechidus, and they had the Sudas Mavsekas. They saw a Yid with a white beard that came and he came to the shul and they were all very happy and everyone davened, they davened at night and they davened called Nidre and they davened Mayrev and they davened with a lot of fervor the entire Yom Kippur and this Yid davened with them and they saw that he was a holy man and at the end of Yom Kippur after they had completed and they had this chus to daven with a minion there was a, a question about where would the Yid make Havdalah after the, maybe Kiddush Levani made first, and then they went to make Havdalah. And they made a girl, and the girl came out on the Chazan's, the, he would go with the Chazan. The Chazan happened to be a very Chashvayid who was Zoycha himself. He had, was a person that he was able, he had Chalaymas, and he was able to have certain visions that came to him. And he was walking through the streets of Hebron in those days with this older Yid. And he was, the Yid was walking behind him, he was walking ahead, it was dark, maybe he had a lantern with him. And then when they got close to the house, this person was the older Yid, so he was like watching, making sure that he shouldn't fall. <coughs> As he got to the Pesach house, he turned around and the Yid was Nelam. The Yid ran away and everyone was bewildered and he, maybe he went quickly to make Avdol, then he called people from the the other nine people, other eight people, and they went looking for the Yid and they couldn't find him. He disappeared. He came in a from somewhere and he left. And then this Yid fell asleep in the middle of the night. He had a chalayim, and in the chalayim, this Yid came to him, and the Yid told him that his name was, that he is Avram Avinu, 
the Kaddish Baruch Hu allowed them the best and helped allowed them to come down because they saw how much the Yidden wanted to daven. You say over that he even got an Aliyah when he asked what the Aliyah was. What, what, Aliyah during Yom Kippur, they, they said, "What is his name?" They called him. He says, "Avram ben Avram." That's what they said, Avram ben Avram. And this is a story. I always used to think it was a Stama story, but Lamaisa I saw it brought down from Ladamukiris, and I saw a lot of questions that people ask: that how could Avram Avinu be used? As a tenth man, Lachar, he wasn't a yid. Yeah, he wasn't a person. Like it says, after a person dies, he's chavshim in a mitzvah, and he's not chayiv in mitzvah, he's not a bar chiyuva. So, many, many terutzim, and I saw that the, the Ben Ishchai and others discussed this. One of the answers they say over is that the klal, that a mace is chavshim in a mitzvah, is only by regular people, but by tzaddikim, then they are really chayiv in mitzvah as well. We do find other midrashim when they say that the others are davening. We'll try the others are davening. So again, according to this, the others have a koyachatvila. But the main thing we want to bring out from over here is that the parsha is saturated with the koyachatvila. Marasamachpela, ah, the makom of tvila, the makom of, of the of the of the others and the mos. Um, Eliezer, when he goes out, he says, Hashem Again. Hashem alakei Adonai Avram hakar lefanei ayoyim tefila, and we see later on the koyach of of mincha vayetze Yitzchak lasuach vasada Yitzchak is the one that 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 created tefilas mincha again all found in this week's parsha. So we see from over here that what the Kaddish Baruch wants from us in this parsha parsha is chayusara that we should be mischazik in the Indian of tefila. So I brought down that. This week is also the art side of Rav Betzalel Zolti. Don't know if any of you heard of him. Rav Betzalel Zolti was the Rav Rosh of Yerushalayim. I remember him was from the big Talmidim, from the Chevron Yeshiva. And his son-in-law is Rav Yeshua Eichenstein. We know very well the Yeshiva of Yeshiva Zad Aaron. And Rav Betzalel was a going Adir. And um, they say when he was younger, he lived in Yerushalayim, he contracted some sort of eye infection. And they say that if it would have continued, he would have become blind. And his mother was a big tzaddikus, and she went to Kever Rochel to daven together with him, and they daven. And miraculously, the Rebbeinu sent to Yeshua, and they seemed they had gone to different doctors, they tried different things, nothing helped. And immediately afterwards, he started, he started feeling better, and the, and the, and the, and the infection went away. So his mother said to him, oh, I want to go back to the doctor to tell him, the Baruch Hashem, that you're doing better. So this Rebbe Tzalzalti was a young boy. He says, well, for me, I don't have to go back. I just want to go sit and learn. Because the most important reason why I have the, I have the eyesight is in order to sit and learn. He's a young boy. And from that, he vaxed to become from the Gedoyle Paiskim, the Gedoyle Hadar. So we see again the Kayach of Tefillah. Ah, the Yeshene Chevron. This is the place. This is the parish of Parshish Chayusara. So we want to say a few words in order to give us chizik as well. And at the beginning of the parish of the famous Pasik, which we're all familiar with, Vayu Chayisara, Meyashana, Esim Shana, Vesheva Shanim, Shnei Chayisara. The Torah tells us that she lived for 127 years. And uh, Rashi comments, and he says something, a three-word Rashi. Rashi says, why does the Torah have to repeat Shnei Chayisara? In order to teach us kulan shavim l'tayva, all of them were equal in goodness, 
and she had a very, very good life, so to speak. And everyone raises the question, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Sorry, Mayna had only a good life. She had a lot of Taurus. First of all, she didn't have children until she was 90. She was captured by Pyrus. She was captured by Abimelech. She lived through rough. She lived through, through famine. She didn't have such a good life. So what's the Mahalach, the Kula and Shav and Lataiva? All of her days were good. So many Mephoshim say that she accepted everything, the Amuna and Simcha. No matter what happened in her life, everything, like we say, was Lataiva. Kula and Shav and Lataiva is the Pshat. No matter what happened in her life, she still had the same Amuna and the same Simcha. She was makabel everything, ba'ava u'bechiba, and that's what we say. Kashem shemavarchem alatoiv, kach mavarchem alara. The same way that we're, we 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 give a bracha when a good thing happens, we also have to we also have to accept it, even when things seem to be not good. And many many times in life, seems to be there are a lot of challenges in life, and 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 sometimes we have illnesses, and and we have young children that are bored that have all kinds of issues that go on. And and a lot of people, if they don't have a muna, they can become very, very despondent and very dark. But people that have a muna recognize the first thing is to say thank you, Hashem, and to be makabal that the Rabbanishim is the one that's in charge. It's a big madrega, no question about it. But the famous Misa of the two brothers of Shmelkam in Nicholsburg and his brother, the, the Balafla, they both went to the Magad Mimezrich and they said, he is in the Kasha. With the same simcha, I can be mavarcham alara. So he said, "You want the answer? Go to Rebzusha Me'anapoli, and he'll give you the answer." They went to Rebzusha, and Rebzusha was a ani meducha. It was a person the mamish lived the dachkus, and they asked the shaila. Rebzusha, the Rebbe said, the Magid Rebbe said that we should come to you and should ask you what's pshat in the Chazal. Of and he said the famous answer. He says, I don't know, I don't know Pshat Khazal, because I never had a bad day in my life. Everything was called Everything he saw with a good eye. And I think this is a tremendous lesson for all of us. As we have difficulties and there are tragedies, and when the tragedies take place, they're very, very difficult. But a person has to have a muna and bitachin. And the big people. They work on themselves to the Madrega. Think about Avramavino. Avramavino, he passes the the test of taking his, his, his son Yitzchak on the Akeda, and finally he's released from that uh, from that test. And the next thing that happens is his wife, who he's been with for so many years, sorry, Emmanuel dies. Imagine he would get despondent, but no. What does he do? First of all, he makes sure to get a burial place for her. And he's masbiter. And even says Velifkaisa, Bachov Zaira, not really it didn't really cry so much for her, only cried a little bit, you have to understand that. But immediately afterwards, what does he do? He goes on Viter, Megate Viter. That's the lesson. He sends a Shliach, he sends Eliezer to go find a wife for Yitzchak, because the eternity of the Jewish people is really what's most important. Ah, this is part of the parsha, and this is part of what we get Chizik from. In the parish, it says the story of Eliezer Ever Avram going out to find uh, Rivka. We know he gets to the he he asks Hakadosh Baruch that Hakadosh Baruch should allow it to happen that wherever he goes with the camels, that a girl that comes should feed him, 
And what happens is all of a sudden Rivka comes and she 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 was an Aratovas Myramoid and she went down to the well where they used to draw the water from and she filled up her her her, her vessel, her jug with the uh, with the water. And the Evid quickly ran to her and he said, give me quickly from the water from your from the from your from your what you drew forth, what you mikadech from your jug, or uh, however you want to describe it, what the kadech is. And she quickly gives him to drink. And not only does she give him to drink, but as soon as she finishes, she says, I'm also going to give your camels. And this was the simon. The Rashi says, why did he run to her? Because he saw that the water rose up and it came to her, which was a simon that she was a tzaddikus. This was the simon. The simon was that the water rose up to her. The Ramban points out that that only seems to be in the beginning stages. When he first, she went down, the water came up there and she filled up her vessel and she gave him to drink. But after she gave him the drink, and she, when, when she said, I want to feed the, the, the uh, Gemalim, so she quickly went, she went and she drew, she drew forth the water and she gave to drink from that water that she had drawn forth. Now, drawing forth means literally, like you picture the scene, you know? She's pulling up the pulling up the, the bucket, the bucket, that's the word I was looking for, pulling up the bucket, and she's able to, 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 to give the, the camels, camels, a lot of camels. So, the Ramban points out that it doesn't say in the first Pasuk, Vatamale Vatishav Kada. There it says, Vatamale Kada Vatal. She had fixed up her bucket, she had filled it up, and she gave it to him. But the second time it says, Vatishav. And the question is, why did she need to fill, why did she have to go and draw forth the water? We saw before that the water came to her. There was, she was a Balas Ness. So, the Mepharshim say like this, the Mepharshim say that the Gavaldika Terrace, but the Maizah with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a story, with a story. Why did she need to draw forth the water? Listen to this Gavaldika Maizah. The Balatanya was captured, was captured, was taken into, into jail by the Russians. The Russians are always doing things. You've got to be careful, those Russians. And um, he was taken in because they accused him of trying to undermine the Russian government because he used to send money to the Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael. And at that point, the government in charge of Israel was the Turkish Empire, which was in a battle then with the Russian Empire. So they said that you're going behind our back. So they locked him up in, in St. Petersburg. They put him in a dark dungeon. And it's a famous mice of it. We know the Balatanya got out and there's a big symptom. Uh, I think it's Yat Kislev when, when he got out. But the uh, most important thing we're going to bring out from this story is like this. So he was in this confines of this horrible jail. And at one point, they decided to move him to a different jail. And they put him on a boat. And he had the the shomer, the, the, the watchmen, they were watching over him to make sure he shouldn't escape. And as they were going in the boat, the, the Balatanya said to them, um, he said to the, to the shomer, if you can you stop the boat for a little bit? I want to make tefillas. I want to make 
the Kiddush Levana, because the moon had came out. He hadn't had a chance to make Kiddush Levana. So the person the person refused to stop. So the Balatanya says, you know that I could make it, that you'll, you'll stop anyway. The person didn't listen to him. So they say that the Balatanya was mispalo, immediately became a big storm, and the, the, the boat was, was, wasn't able to move, and they were all afraid. And the Balatanya started saying the tefillah, the mizmar, that you say before the Kiddush Levana, like a vihinayam, whatever you say over there. And and when they got to the bracha, all of a sudden the Balatanya stopped, and the storm stopped, and the boat, the boatsmen started moving again, and they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't let him continue. So what did he have to do? He turned to them and he said, listen, it's so important for me to do this mitzvah. And he offered them money, which is what they really wanted. And he gave them money. I don't know how he had money or where he had the money, but he gave them money and he, they stopped and he was able to say, the Kiddush Levan. So the, the Talmudim asked the Balatanya airplanes, you don't understand. He had the ability to stop the boat. So why did he first stop the boat and then he let the boat continue and only afterwards he ended up paying so the Balatanya says that the Torah was given within the Teva. It was given within nature. We have to do mitzvahs in nature. We can't do the Torah. We can't change around the nature of the world in order to fulfill mitzvahs. We have to do mitzvahs within the world. So in the beginning, I asked him, would he stop? He said he wouldn't stop. So I showed him that if I wanted to, I could make it stop. And all I did was did the hachanas, but the actual mitzvah, that I didn't want to do. And then when he didn't want to he didn't want to continue, he didn't want to stop. So then I offered him money. But uh, this is the kayach of what the Gadoilum have, that they have the ability to on one hand to stop the Teva, but not to do mitzvahs. To do mitzvahs, we have to do mitzvahs within the Teva. And that's the Pshat. When Rivka came down, Rivka the water came up to her because she was just coming down. She wasn't asked to do any Maisa mitzvah. And she was at Sadekis, the water drove up to her. And that water which came into her pail, pail or her bucket, that's the world, her pail. At that point, he asked her, could I, could I have something to drink? And she immediately gave him the drink. That water was water which was in her pail, and she gave it to him. But the second time, now already she, she understood she has to do a mitzvah of, of feeding the camels. This mitzvah, the Rebbe stopped the nest from taking place. She went, and she herself drew forth the water from the well in order to give the animals, showing us how important Maisa Mitzvahs are. Maisa Mitzvahs, Rabbi, so we have to be Maisa Nefesh or Maisa Mitzvahs. And I think we have a similar concept at the end of the parasha. At the end of the parasha, when Rivka finally meets with Yitzchak, he's coming from Ber Lachai Roi, right? Ber Lachai Roi. And Yitzchak was going to Davin. She lifted up her eyes. She saw that he was coming with the camels. And she fell on the floor. And she asked who this was. This is, this is our master. So it says she immediately covered herself and she, she, she realized what was going on. And the Pasuk says, By Yisapir, however, the Yitzchak is called the Dorma Yitzchak tells down all the stories, all the mice and Nisim. We know how many Nisim took place. Now he's able to get there quickly, everything that was going on. And Rashi says, there was Kvitsa Saritz, and Rivka came out, came out quickly, and all the Nisimus took place with Rivka herself. 
And then the Pasuk says, Yitzchak took her into the tent. And Rashi comments, why does it say, Yitzchak oil sara imai? In, in order to tell us that when Rivka came into the tent, all of a sudden, everything turned back to the way it was. There was a near dolok from Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, and times of Sarah, it returned. The bracha was Matsuya Isa, it returned. The anan was kasha ala oil, it returned. And when she died, Sarah, things had stopped. Now Rivka came back, everything came back to play. So the Rizkarov says, that what's the juxtaposition of these two psukim? The Torah is telling us a tremendous lesson. Yitzchak heard all kinds of nisim, and he could have said, okay, I heard all the nisim, it's the proof that this is my shidduch. Yitzchak said, no, that's not necessarily a proof if this person is really a tzedekis. Let's see what happens when she goes into the tent. Will there be bracha? Will there be not near dolk? Is she going to light the candles and it's going to remain? Is the bracha going to be metzuyi be'isa? Is the Anan going to be Kasha the Oy that shows that her Maisim are Maisim with Shiroi? And this teaches us a tremendous lesson, Rabbi Isai. We're living in a world where the Rabbani Shalom, the Teva, is the world the way it is, and we have to live within the Teva. For sure, Klai Yisrael lives with Nisim. But when it comes to our Maisim Mitzvahs, our Maisim Tovim, we can't rely on Nisim. We have to go out and we have to do our Avodah. And this week, the week of Parshas Chayyusara, where we gather together, Yidin, and we're davening, and we connect with the others, we connect with the kaver of the others, Akdoshim, we connect with the Kavarim of the Kedoshim, and we connect with the Tzoros of Klai Yisrael. And we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should have mercy, you should give bracha to Klai Yisrael. And we are assured that the Rabbanu Shalom listens to our tefillahs. The Rabbanu Shalom should listen to our tefillahs. He should give Klai Yisrael Nechama and Brachas. We should be zoichim it's Hashem to Nisim Gedoylim B'toich Ameinu and we should be zoichim to the Gula Shlema wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com If you could sponsor any of our activities be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.